Dive into real estate. What are you waiting for? Welcome to the Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast, where you will learn some of the newest strategies and simple techniques to get into real estate investing. This podcast is about helping you take action and motivating you to dive into real estate for financial freedom. Now, your host, Cecil Rose. All right, welcome to another episode of Dive into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast. I have a special guest, a good friend of mine. I consider him uh, actually a friend, a mentor, a brother in Christ, uh, you know, somebody I can talk to. So Lane Bennett with Title to Land. Uh, welcome to the show, Lane. Yeah, thank you, Cecil. Uh, I really do appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, Lane, um, I know it's been a lot going on. I appreciate you taking out your busy time just to just to get on the podcast and really just uh, share some things. Over the years, I've been in real estate. I've learned that um, having a good title company, knowing someone that really understands what you do or what you're trying to do, and that could uh, legally explain things and keep you in. Uh, in as far as um, with the laws and everything, having a good title company, a good attorney is very important. And that's one of the things I love about title to land with Lane Bennett. Lane has been probably one of the best attorneys that I've uh, dealt with over the years. Just really helped me. Lane, can you just tell me how, how long have you been um, in real estate as far as, as a real estate attorney? Well, uh, I got out and I started Titleland as soon as I got out of law school in 1998, and uh, I was very blessed. And uh, we went uh, at 2012. Uh, we passed the 50,000 mark. We had done 50,000 transactions, wow. and we had done closings in 26 states. Thankfully, I'm not doing that much, that kind of volume. And basically, uh, we do a lot of local business now, and we're focused here. We do Louisiana, Mississippi, and some other states, but uh, but we are here to service you and, and to basically, hopefully, take the ordeal out of your deal and uh, get it done. Right. So, Lane, I remember talking to you one time. You told me you had, like, uh, offices in several other states at one time, right? You yeah, we had had offices in Mandeville and Atlanta, and uh, and uh, that was a lot to deal with. And uh, so we, we have had uh, a bigger footprint before and done that, but it's also given me a lot of perspective. And I really, at this stage in my life with my kids and their ages, I'm uh, happy to do exactly what I'm doing today. And hopefully we care about the, just like I care about my, love my kids, I do care about the people that we operate with and I do want to see them get successful. Right. One thing I learned about having a consistent uh, title company because uh, every title company is not the same and that's not to uh, speak bad by any title company because, you know, I believe in you should you know, you should really do your research on title companies because every title company uh, may not uh, close deals um, like you may be familiar with. I know when I first started in real estate, I was doing short sales. I'm still doing short sales. And at the time, there were people who were buying short sales, kind of reselling them. 
And, um, you know, I was running into title companies that didn't really understand double closing, back-to-back closing. And I think you have been doing this for a very long time, Arlene. No, I, I think we, uh, I, I have to admit that for a long time, I didn't understand it. But then when we did it on commercial deals, that uh, basically, uh, it, then I kind of understood it. And I was like, hey, that's the same thing. It's done in the commercial realm all the time. And, uh, and then it's done today. Short sales, and Cecil, I, I'm going to really recommend you is that uh, there's a lot of investors out there that don't understand the short sale and they've, they've utilized Cecil in his, uh, experience. Uh, you know, Cecil was doing short sales when nobody else was. And I remember going to lunch with Cecil, uh, it was been over 10 years ago at least and maybe 15. And it was basically told me that I know exactly where we were eating. And he told me, he said, Hey, I want to really become a short sale specialist. And it was before the collapse too. So I was like, wow, you know, uh, so we had done a few already, but then when we did some with Cecil and Cecil has consistently been, uh, an expert in the field of uh, short sale. And, uh, so we, we've, we've been blessed to have his business and to do that over that time. And, uh, and yeah, we do other things. We ha- we just look at the structure and try to make it work uh, for what people want to do. Because basically, Cecil, people, you've got two, you've got a few elements here. You've got uh, someone who wants to get rid of uh, this object for an amount of money, or just get rid of it, okay, and uh, and and possibly get released from the the debt. And then you got somebody who wants to take on the asset and to do that. And when there's a disparity, like in a short sale, between what is owed and what it can sell for, then that's when you have to have somebody that knows what they're doing with a short sale. And we're responsive to you, and uh, Cecil coordinates this, and that is a – that's a big deal. Um, you also, in these situations, we try not to make this very difficult for people. And communication, it seems to be the big issue. Don't you think so? Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I absolutely I agree. Um, I, I think um, just having someone that really understand the process, like you said, having done it several times and and, you know every deal is going to be different because you're dealing with different personalities different people and i think that's what i like about you lane i think we've the people that i've actually done deals with like you know these people because you've been in the business so long and then your influence of uh you've closed several deals with probably the same people that i would bring i remember one time you knew the lady we were talking about and i was like man that's that's crazy but um what i wanted to, i wanted to cuz when cuz i like i recommend a lot of people to title to land because not because of um i do short sales because i know lane he's uh very uh with integrity he he's by the book and he'll tell you you know look this can't be done I don't know who told you that can, but you probably need to find somebody else. And I think having an attorney that would actually either challenge you or tell you, hey, this is not the right way to do what you're doing. Because so many people, 
I think out there are trying to do deals and they're not doing it correctly. They're jumping into real estate. Um, but I, I wanted to not get you to kind of just talk about people, but just, just kind of just, uh, I guess, uh, elaborate on really trying to guide people in the right direction and letting them know, Hey, you need to get educated before you try and just jump into this because, you know, people can, they can get in trouble, you know? Hey guys, I just wanted to take a few seconds to tell you about a software that I have been using to explode my business, textsellersnow.com. Through text messages, I have 10x my business. If you go to textsellers with a s now.com, there's a seven day free trial. And after that seven days free trial, if you sign up, textsellersnow.com, you will receive a $20 credit. So this will 10x your business. Yeah, I mean, it's like anything else. I, I recently started trying to do stocks and, and I'll just be honest with you, I knew real estate and I'm ignorant on stocks. So basically, uh, I've tried to educate myself before I do any big deals or do anything that compromises myself. And the other thing is dealing with people who do know what they're doing and will try to keep you straight, you know, and, and guide you. Look, a lot of people are just ignorant, okay? You don't grow up and learn how to do real estate investing, okay? It's not something that's taught, unfortunately, and it's not out there, but it can be done. And I have seen people who I just – I remember one guy came and said, I'm going to do 10 deals in a year, and it's like, you know – We'll help you to do that, and and you know what? He ended up doing way more. And uh, and I, but here's the other thing: it, I won't, I don't want to ever substitute my judgment for your deal because you may know something I don't, and you may have a very good feeling, or God may be leading you to do this deal, and I don't want to get in the way of that. However, if you're going to do something egregiously crazy you know what i mean and I, it, it just totally doesn't make sense i will kindly come to you and say hey are you sure this is the right thing and this is what i'm seeing this and that and uh i would rather do that and you not make a huge mistake and then to uh then to not do it and and you feel that but unfortunately i don't know everything that's going on with the deals and uh and the numbers and so we we just are here to to accommodate you, but we will just like he said, you know, if something's not right, we're just going to say, hey, this isn't right. It's not the way to do it. Can't do this. And and uh, but I'll also listen to you because I've had people. Uh, I don't know everything, and I never will. And and some people will come to me and tell me a way, and I'll I'll look at it and say, hey, you're right, but you, if you do it this way, then it is correct. We could do it that way. And we'll work with you to do that. Um, right. So, so Lane, let me ask you something like, because there's a lot of people that's doing wholesaling right now. I know that's that's one of the big things that people are doing. Can, is there a right and wrong way to do wholesaling? Because some people say, well, if you're making a lot of money, you need to double close. And then some people say, well, you don't have to double close. And can you... Can you just kind of just briefly talk about that and what, what would you advise a person if I bring you a deal and say, hey, I may make ten, fifteen thousand on this. Would you recommend that I double close on that with my own cash or should I 
a sign or something because you know some people are some people get confused with that well you know you need to disclose to everybody what's going on thank you okay and and uh that way there are no surprises uh and people i find that make mistakes are trying to hide something or not disclose at all and that's that's where uh things blow up and go wrong and when you disclose it, you let everybody know what you're doing, and then, then everyone understands, and then people are comfortable again to do that. Um, there are times like uh, I've even had deals that <clears throat> I had a building once, a commercial building, and, uh, and I put it under contract. My bank was going to do it, getting ready to go do it, and then uh, I really wanted the lot next door. And uh, it was a substantial amount, and... I remember I had a friend that was looking for a building and he, uh, he, when it came up, you had to move fast on it and he just didn't feel comfortable moving that fast. So I was like, okay. So I went to him. I said, Hey, I got it on contract. I'm going to buy it if you don't, but Hey, you want to look at it? And he had time to look at it and he did and had it appraised and he felt better. And so I signed it to him and I got the lot for free, you know, and then I took the lot and he took the building and next door and that's why the only reason i was buying the bill was really at the lot so that worked out for everybody he uh he actually closed and had a hundred thousand in equity because it was a good deal and uh, i got even with just the building and i got the lot uh for free and uh and it was worth a lot so everybody benefited and the buyer and the seller and everyone knew that everybody even the banks knew everyone knew all the way through what was going down and uh and i was like man if you could do that the commercial it could it could happen in the other two and so uh that's where i kind of opened my eyes a little bit and saying hey this is uh this is not a bad deal sometimes you're in a deal and you know you know what you're going to make at the end and you're going to buy it you're going to fix it up and then you're going to sell it and there may be somebody who really wants it so what i'm starting to see is what i call long-term investors these are guys that are uh, are renting out. They're buying it, rehabbing it, and renting out and making cash flow. They're wa- they're wanting wholesalers to bring them deals so they can focus on rehab and what they're good at, and not they're not very good at at you know having to negotiate and having to look for deals. And for some of these people that are going out and finding these deals, they are making money and then they turn into investors. Now they have enough money to go and do their own deal, hold and, and create their real estate empire. And look, even some of my biggest investors that own hundreds of properties, they'll put too many under contract and say, Hey, you know, uh, I want to, I really, I didn't, when I put that one under contract, I really uh, didn't know that this one's going to come under contract. And so now, uh, I can't close both or I don't really want to. And, and so, hey, they'll call another investor or call someone else to, to do that and still make some money for their time and effort in which they did that. So that works out pretty good. Right, right. I think what you said, too, disclosing, because a lot of people, like you say, sometimes uh, it'll blow up at the table. They may say they buying a property, which they're really not buying a property. And it's another investor that's buying a property. And I think that's very important of what you said um, with that. Um, but yeah, the whole wholesaling thing, I just, a lot of people are getting into it and, you know, it's doing it the right way. You're going to have challenges and 
you know, once you learn from your mistakes and what I like about you also, you go and speak at the, uh, the real meetings. Um, you make yourself available. You open, like I said, you've done a lot of deals for me, uh, creative finance, you teach on, uh, subject to lease to purchase. And I want people to know there, there are, there is somebody out there. There are title companies that, um, will at least listen. And if you have a, a deal that's out there that you may be struggling, trying to figure out how you can put it together, um, I would recommend laying title to land as, as one title company that can actually look at your deal, take time and kind of pick it apart. I know Lane also specializes in uh, doing successions. Um, I've had several successions with my property, but Lane, look, I appreciate you being on the show. Um, you know, the time that you've given and, you know, of course we got, I got deals that I'm working on with you and, uh, is there any way people can get a hold of you as far as contact you? Yeah, um, my office number is 295-3152, 295-3152, area code 225. And uh, also, if I'm not available, uh, there's Rob, our marketing director. Uh, he can uh, take down a lot of information and get, get to me because sometimes it's a little difficult, but he can uh, he can get right in my face, make it happen, and and get me back to you with an answer. And then we also do, like you said, owner financing. Uh, we are really, owner financing is a lost art. Uh, man, most real estate was done that way in the 80s. And uh, and we do that uh, through lease purchase. I'm a real bigger fan of lease purchase, and I, I don't like bond for deed. We'll talk about that another day. But, but uh doing lease purchase with non-refundable consideration and then the seller is turning over maintenance is turning over uh that and eventually you know getting paid the money he wants and uh and it's helping in in many different scenarios and i do see that coming even bigger as it is we do work with escrow companies that will help out uh, on collecting the payments and so it is a viable option for you. We have realtors now using a lot of it. So we want to, we really want to uh, expand and do what we can to help these people succeed. And whether you're an investor, whether you're trying to be a homeowner, uh, we can definitely help you get that done. Right. Uh, one last thing, Lane, um, show is dive into real estate investing for newbies. What advice would you give to a person that's new that's trying to get in real estate? Is there any words of wisdom you would give to that person? Yeah, uh, I would buy things low and sell them high, sell them higher. <laughs> and I would, I would, I would also write a lot of contracts and get told no. Um, uh, it's very important, and also communicate to people. Uh, you know, say, hey, I am a real estate investor and I do want to make a profit. And so I have to do this in order for me to make a profit and continue doing this. Uh, this is what, you know, I need to do it for. And if you do one bad deal, that'll put you back. You know, you're not going to be doing very Right, right. Thank you for listening to the Dive Into Real Estate Investing for Newbies podcast at diveintorealestatefornewbies.com. 